for hanging out with us this wonderful Monday evening or afternoon, wherever you guys are. And uh, yeah, Frankie Navas, my co-host, how are you doing today? I'm doing really great. How are you doing, Alex? I've uh, been pretty spectacular. Can't uh, can't say anything more than that, honestly. So uh, going into it, so we're going to be doing a little watching these these two people debate today in particular. Now you are no stranger to debating, to arguing, yeah. talking about the numbers, talking about the stats, talking about the challenges. And I love the way you approach these arguments. So I know you've been on that side of the desk when it comes to Schmobates. How are you excited going into, you know, as the co-host today? You know, I'm looking forward to it because when I normally watch the show, I'm always like somehow judging myself as if I was a judge. So now I get to do it in a official capacity, which I'm looking forward mm -hmm. to. But these two guys we got here, James and Dwayne, uh, I know them fairly well, I think. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do today. Absolutely. Have you seen any of their previous matches? They're both currently at one and one. Sorry, one and oh, actually going into these matches. So they have the same record and they're both excellent debaters. So what do you give any predictions of? I saw Dwayne's, and I've kind of sparred a little bit with Dwayne in real life, so I know what he's about. I did not see James's match, um, but so I'm looking forward to to what he can do. But I know James outside of Schmobates and and how he, how passionate he is about the things that he discusses. So I, I think I have a pretty decent idea of what to expect. But you never know when these two guys will go back and forth. Absolutely. These people, they I don't know if they really care all that much about Schmodown. They don't seem all that involved at all. You know. Definitely right. not like us. You know, we are we are what Schmodown is all about. But these people, I don't know. I don't let you know, let's just uh, bring them up here pretty soon. All right. With our first competitor today sitting at one and oh, it is Mr. Dwayne Burke. Oh, my gosh. Mr. Behind the scenes Schmodown. What's up, my dude? Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Doing good. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to get into the ring with James and see mm -hmm. how it shakes out. I see you got a claw right there. What flavor are you drinking? Is that tangerine? Uh, Ooh, do you like it or you hate it? Uh, I like this one. It's not too bad. Uh, it's not my favorite, but it's better than like watermelon. What is the favorite of the claws? Grapefruit, by far. I'm yep. a grapefruit guy. Yes, I'm oh, man. All right. I was told I got one of those over here too. no PEDs here, Dwayne. So I don't know if we can allow the claw, but Alex, we'll defer to you. Actually, you can come on the show without the claw. All back to my first one. I also have Gatorade. I also have water. I have another white claw. All right, he's ready for the pandemic for sure. I've also got a beer. Priorities. I am so here for it. I'm ready. All right. Well, going into our next competitor, uh, you know, he is also sitting at one and oh, these two people. Oh, my gosh. Mr. Fantastic himself. He is recently part of a new, brand new faction. Oh, my gosh. What's up? Part of the den. What's up, James? What's up, guys? I'm having uh, having some fun. I don't have a, a tangerine white claw, but I got like a tangerine mango water here. So, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, right? I just don't get the alcohol out of it. That sucks. But, you know, it is what it is. No, I'm looking forward to this. Um, I had a real good time last time I was on, and I'm looking forward to uh, going up against Dwayne here. Yeah. Well, something I'm kind of curious about, I know we kind of chatted briefly right before this, is that this is the kickoff to our little winner's tournament here at the Shmobage. This is the first real tournament for 
you know, for Schmobates overall with C2A. And so one of you guys are going to be playing the winner of Bateman versus Brendan Meyer. So no pressure, guys. Just saying. No pressure. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> we can take them. Yeah, so I hear you. I see what you're doing. All right, so if you're not familiar with Schmobates, thank you so much for dropping by. Let me just kind of brief you about what uh, it's all about. Schmobates is a Schmodowns debate style uh, after show where we really kind of really argue and debate, you know, to the death, to the blood on all things Schmodown, asking Schmodown's biggest questions. Now, so we do uh, things a little bit differently over here. We have three questions. I have given both Dwayne and James Pryor, and so they have already picked their answers. And so for the first round, we are going to be starting with Dwayne for his opening statement at one minute apiece, followed by four minutes of open debate and one minute of closing statement as well. Now for the second question, we're going to do advice first of starting with Dwayne, uh, James. And for the third question, we're going to be using this little coin to determine who's going to go first. So fun stuff. All right. You guys ready? I'm ready. Okay. All right. I got you got one minute on the clock. And Frankie, please do the honors and read a question. Here we go. Question number one. What is the best first round tournament match of any league? This is a really big question, especially with all these tournaments coming about right now. You definitely gotta pick up the litter. Starting right now. Go ahead. All right. So just imagine this. It's season four. Oh. The wonderful team of the Mega Powers has broken up. Josh McCuga wants to continue to play in the team's division. Oh, shit. Sorry. Time's up. How <laughs> and who could possibly be a good enough partner for Josh McCuga? We need someone epic. We need somebody bombastic. Sorry. I don't know why this is going off. We need someone that can match his level of energy. What we needed, what we did not know was coming, was the wild berries. Mm. And in their first match, they played arguably one of the greatest teams to ever play the game, the Wolves of Steel. That is my pick. Wild berries versus Wolves of Steel from Season 4, the team Ultimate Schmodown. Okay. Wolves of Steel and the debut of the Wildberries. That's a great pick. Frankie, what do you think? Yeah, interesting pick. Uh, two, two teams with, I guess you could say, varied levels of knowledge with Wolves of Steel <laughs> and, and Wildberries. So I'm looking forward to uh, what Dwayne's going to lay out for us. Absolutely. All right, over to you also, and hopefully my phone will not be a weenie this time. <laughs> With uh, with my timer, you have one minute on the clock to really make your selection starting right now. Look, when you're talking about one of the best matches in a tournament, you're not looking at a match that got TKO'd. You're not looking at a, a complete disparity of skill levels here. You're looking at two teams or two players that are going up equally. Somebody that is punching and then somebody is punching them right back. And the best one that came to my mind is Drew McQueenie versus JTE in their first round matchup. This match went six, six sudden death rounds. You're talking about um, a person, it's Drew McQueenie, who is at the top of his game, um, coming off of a huge run with above the line, um, going in with a three and one record versus JTE, who had a five and six record. Somebody that was um, 
you know, hit or miss. You never knew what you were going to get with him. And he hung in there with Drew McQueenie for this entire match and really pulled it off. I mean, you're talking about a guy that, that outside of teams was just an average player. But he went into this match against one of the best in the league at the time, and he took him out with six overtime questions. That is not to be overlooked whatsoever. Fantastic match. Okay. Now, like I mentioned in the, in the question, this can go for any league. I also mentioned when I talked with them prior, that also includes any season. So there's a lot, a lot of choices. Frankie, if you had your choice, what would you pick? From these two choices, this is a... I can what see the arguments for both of them. Which one would I personally argue for? I don't quite want to say, but there's definitely one that I would definitely leans toward more for sure between these two. What I will say about James's pitch is I do like kind of the little history lesson he gave setting the table uh, for the match that he picked, where Dwayne, as uh, he set up the kind of the, it seemed to me, the, the clash of personality and, and play, uh, which I both think can serve as uh, a nice base for great arguments. So when we get into this next round here, I'm looking forward to how it's going to, how it's all going to flesh out. <laughs> a lot of sound effects were going on. We're expanding so fast. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Absolutely. We have a clash of personalities, a match of huge personalities, or a, or a match of huge numbers of overtime, like you said. And I cannot wait to hear these arguments. You guys have four minutes. And let me just make sure my phone is completely correct with my timer. You guys got four minutes starting right now. Go ahead. All right. Yeah, so. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I went first last time. So, oh, okay. So, first thing I'm going to say is you said that both players were at the top of their game. Was McQueenie really at the top of his game or was he on a downward slope? I mean, the team champ at the time was JTE, right? He hasn't been as good since or probably prior to that run that he had with the Patriots. JTE was at the top of his game. McQueenie was not. He played much better with the family than he did when he was with Above the Line. Even though they did win the team championships, he, he played better. As well as, I wouldn't call them equal players either. Like, McQueenie is a much better player than JTE historically. Yeah, and JTE beat him. That's the thing that makes this such a good match is Drew McQueenie was at the top of his game. If you look at that team's tournament where he went on the run with Sam Levine prior to this, he had an 89% accuracy rating in that tournament. I mean, you're talking about a guy that was lights out, and he was 3-1 and one in and three and one in singles at the time. So, yes, he was at the top of his game. But I didn't say that JTE was. I said that you had two people that, that shouldn't have been equal that battled it out versus yours where it was two teams that shouldn't have been equal, and it was a TKO. The Wolves of Steel just ran through the Wildberries. It was it was a good debut, and it was it was a fun seeing Elliot come out there, but as a match, I mean, it wasn't fun. It was a 22-17 to 17 TKO. My match went six rounds of OT with JTE, who wasn't that great at singles, beating somebody that was. Wait, did you just say that a match with the Wildberries wasn't fun? I said it wasn't I, good. I said it was no, fun. You it said it good. wasn't fun. You said it wasn't fun. There is no universe where a match with the Wild Berries wasn't fun. That's why they are the probably the most beloved team in the history of the game. Like on top of the impact that they had reaching just in that season, 
imagine we wouldn't have probably the greatest heel moment of all time. Now, if we didn't have the Wildberries debuting in that match, we wouldn't have them being split up in the draft. The impact that that single match has had on the entire development of the league over the last few years, it's incalculable. Now, as, as great as JTE and McQueenie was, I forgot they even played. I didn't even think about it until you brought it up. Well, that's a shame that you forgot about such a great match. Like I said, this is a fantastic match. Yours was just an okay match. It was one team steamrolling over another. When you look at the classic matchups, whether it's basketball, football, World Series, you don't look at blowouts. You don't look at, um, at things like that. You look at a close game, and a close game is what builds drama. I mean, you have Drew McQueenie spinning 80s in the second round, getting his strength, and JTE hung with him and got to the end, forcing a sudden death and getting him with six rounds of sudden death. I mean, this is somebody that you expected to get crushed, but he didn't. He held through and he won that match. I would be all with you if this was just about the trivia, but it's not. This is, for lack of a better term, trivia entertainment. There has to be an entertainment factor of, that, of, the, of the matches, and the people who bring the most entertainment and do it the best, I would say, are Mark Riley. Clark Wolf, Elliot Dewberry, and Josh McCuga. Who like who can give you a more entertaining match outside of just the trivia, but bringing the total package to a match other than those four? But you said it. It's trivia entertainment. It's not entertainment trivia. We're looking for trivia first, and you want a good competitive match. You don't want a TKO. And you think that a six rounds of overtime and sudden death is not entertaining? Come on. Are you not entertained by this? It's amazing. And Robert other Burnett match. and Dagnino went to overtime. Come and on. time. Speaking of which, audience, are you not entertained? <laughs> are you not? Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I have so many feelings. Okay. Frank, okay. Frank, I got to know. These yeah. are two different approaches to these arguments, obviously. Uh, these are individual iconic players with McQueenie as well as JTE, both team champion individuals that have been involved with belts. Also against uh, some of the most iconic teams of all time. So what are your thoughts about their arguments so far? So when you look at James and his argument with JTE and McQueenie, mm -hmm. When, when Dwayne says, I can't remember that McQueenie and JTE played, it's kind of a shame because for a while, JTE and McQueenie had one of the best all-time sudden death matches, matches that went to sudden death, six yeah. questions before Cushion and Mark Hanapa came along, which was 11. And then when you look at Dwayne's argument mm -hmm. about how can any match with the Wild Bears not be fun, it's a valid argument. It's valid. Well, it's a valid statement. Uh, I don't know that any match the Wild Bears has competed in is not memorable or not looked upon fondly. Uh, mm -hmm. I think James, his argument has more meat on the bone for than, than Dwayne's, but that's not to say that Dwayne can't win over the audience uh, with Wildberries in his corner. Absolutely, I, I totally agree. I, I had, I'm not gonna lie. You know, going into these matches, I, I can remember very fondly about you know, you know the wild, the debut of the Wildberries, and like you said, it's incalculable the effect the Wildberries have had on Schmodown as a whole. You know, and you know, arguably one of the greatest heel moments of all time it came down. You know, started from the you know coming together, but at the same time, you can't deny it. 89% accuracy, six round. You picked a really great match, you know, for sure, James. So I am not entirely sure what to pick here. Now, going into this, you know, third round, these closing statements, they both obviously may have made solid arguments, but what 
do they have to say in order to guarantee your vote? Yeah, I think with Dwayne, when you look at what's the best first round match, you certainly got to make your case in terms of are you, are you, is your philosophy based on the entertainment, which I think Dwayne is heading in that direction, as opposed to James, which is the more trivia balanced aspect. However, what I think James has going for him is that is there any other match with JTE that's not entertaining, even if the trivia isn't up to par? So that's what I, that's what I mean when I say James has more meat on the bone. Can James close the deal? Can Dwayne close the deal in these final moments? I'm looking forward to it. I know. It's uh, always be closing. That's uh, that's my big takeaway going into this. What? This is like all about movies, right? Yeah, always be closing. Are you not entertained? It's almost like the movie quotes. Weird. <laughs> all right. Going into our closing statements, we're going to be starting again with Dwayne making your closing statement. You also have one minute to really solidify your arguments. And everyone here that's watching, uh, you guys are going to be determining who's going to be the winner of, to, of these matches today. It's going to be James. It's going to be Dwayne. Wait to vote until these closing statements are heard. Uh, you have one minute starting right now. Yes, James's <laughs> pick is a great statistical choice, but that doesn't make the match as a whole the best. You always want the balance of entertainment and skill. That's the one thing that we've always loved Josh McCuga and the Wildberries for is they always have that puncher's chance. Yes, maybe they got TKO'd in this match, but they were going up against two of the greatest competitors of all time. That's what you expected, but it was still fun. Okay. If JTE had gotten TKO'd, would that match have still been fun? If okay. McQueenie had gotten TKO'd, would it have still been fun? No, not really. It would have been another match on the wayside. But in this match, we got the Wild Berries. The greatest gift ever given to the show. It's time! Sorry to cut you off right there, but had to be done. Okay. Feelings are being felt right now, I have to say. And over to you, James. Are you ready for your closing statement as well? You also have one minute on the clock starting now. And those wild berries scored a combined eight points in round one. Eight points. That's pathetic. That's not what you want to do in a debut. That does not make a great match. It's supposed to be the best match in the tournament ever. And that is not going to do it. You're talking about JTE taking down McQueenie, propelling him onto a second round face up of Jeff Snyder. What an amazing matchup that was, seeing the Patriots having to go against each other, seeing JT pull that off, and then propelling him on to face Sam Levine for the finals. This match was an upset that nobody saw coming except for the Patriots. They had confidence going in. JT managed to dodge every bullet he could. McQueenie spinning 80s. JT hung with him. Um, getting through the uh, the questions, they both missed their five-pointers, and JT barely missed his five-pointer. He could have put it away there, but he didn't. He didn't give up. He six rounds of overtime, and he pulled it off at the end, propelling him on to face Sam Levine, the best of all time at that time with, with Dan Merle in the finals. And it was just an amazing tournament run for James. And time. These are some pretty good closing arguments, I gotta say. I like them both. I like I like both what they did in the end to try and solidify their arguments. 
they both have made fantastic arguments. And um, also, there's some people in the chat, you know, really quick to, you know, say that you guys are both wrong in your picks today. Um, <laughs> for, for also, but also PC is real quick to say, hey, real uh, rejects over Wildberry. Wow. Bold statement. Bold so, statement. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I understand where you're coming from, but you're, you're totally wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's not um, a completely out of left field. That's that. Incredibly, incredibly true. Uh, I blame gravity 23 said, is it just cruel or is the answer odd couple versus only two stupid answers? So <laughs> that would be a solid <laughs> argument. <laughs> have you probably come on and make that argument as well, for sure. All right. Okay, guys, you can go on Twitter right now. If you are, if you solidified and up in your noggin, hey, I want to vote in favor of James. I want to vote in favor of uh, Dwayne. You know, you can go vote right now over on Twitter. And, you know, while you're there, definitely go to follow if you can. That'd be really awesome. Um, but, yeah, make your opinions known because we are not going to determine a winner. You guys are. So let us know what you think. All right. Uh, we are going to be going into the second question today. And it's definitely a, a controversial question, if I do say so myself. Frankie, are you fond of challenges? Do, are you, do you like challenges when it comes to, you know, matches at all? Or are you, like, scared of challenges, really? I like a good I, challenge that really challenges mm -hmm. the game, that, that really makes a statement or really makes a good argument like we've seen here so far. So I'm all about a good challenge. Absolutely. You know, like we've said before, I mean, challenges do have the power to change the game. They have the power to change the mindset of a competitor, of a manager. So, you know, that really kind of begs the question, what is the best challenge that changed the game? So let's hear it, guys. Uh, this time around, we are going to be going, uh, uh, starting with James, for your question. you got one minute on the clock for to make your opening statement starting right now. Yeah, when I thought about what was the best challenge, I had to think of something that that really stood out in my mind as one player knowing what the answer was immediately and saying, no, you're wrong. I'm challenging you. And that that answer becoming or that challenge becoming the emphasis of him winning that match. And that was Kevin Smets versus Chandru when Chandru said Ariane instead of Ariana. Um, you're you're talking about a match that was so close. Um, one tiny little difference one way or another and that match was going to swing and with the the um, the emphasis of that the winner got a championship shot against Kevin Smets um, I mean against uh, Mike Kalinowski um, Smets as soon as he said that answer knew immediately no it's wrong challenge just pointed right at him and said no it's it's incorrect knew it immediately got a new question it was a three point swing or a four point swing right there um, and that propelled him on to the final or uh, to the uh, the win and getting him that chance and, and winning the belt. That's that was indeed a challenge that changed the game. <laughs> Do you agree that was a huge challenge? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I didn't know this question was going to be popping up, and I and to not give it any thought really. When I hear what James put out there, I go, "Whoa, this is a pretty good one." So I'm really looking yeah. forward to what Dwayne has cooked up here for us. Absolutely. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different, uh, even now, I mean, just last week, there was a real big challenge that was issued that's still, you know, kind of controversial amongst fans today. So I'm really kind of excited to see your pick, Dwayne. Uh, you also got one minute on the clock starting right now. All right. So for my pick, my pick is part of what has been quoted as the greatest ascendancy 
in the history <laughs> of the Schmodown. It is the Seven Samurai Challenge in the Ben Bateman versus Paul Preston match. It may seem insignificant, but in all reality, that challenge created a three-point swing, which may have determined that match. And had Ben Bateman not won that match and won that challenge, he would have never become the champion. He would have never played two matches in one night. <sighs> 10 seconds. It also made the argument for Christian to give every single player a manager. And time. Oh, that is quite uh, dropping those nuggets of knowledge for sure. Okay. These are two mega picks. Obviously, when it comes to Schmodown, and not everyone, not everyone is comfortable issuing challenges. But you know, if you got, if you're going to stay competitive in Schmodown today, you got to be comfortable taking on the initiative and issuing a challenge, even if you don't like it, even if you don't want to. And the person sitting across that desk is someone that you really do enjoy, you know, hanging out with and being friends with, you know. But sometimes. You got to get that belt. You got to get those wins. What do you think of these uh, choices? All right. When I look at, at James, I think his his answer, he doesn't have to do too much work in setting the table and and mm -hmm. how, how it affects things. For Dwayne's, I completely see the argument here. It's whether or not he can make it and convey it to the audience to sell them on what he's you know presenting. And I think Dwayne, if he can do it successfully – I think he can perhaps uh, win a lot of minds over, uh, but I'd love to see what what he's going to do to try to try and do that. Absolutely, something I'm really excited to see is them talk about the drama. You know how the the drama behind the scenes and how these really impacted the competitors as well. Um, so yeah, you know a lot of people also in the chat are really kind of talking about you know hey what's up with uh, nobody picked Elba Alba. Interesting. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of love. You know, this is going to be awesome. A lot of love, uh, you know, for just really kind of curious, you know, on, you know, what you guys are going to talk about. But again, if you guys already made your assumptions regarding the first question, go ahead and uh, vote at that new link, apparently, which is the correct link. All right. You guys got four minutes to make your arguments starting right now. Well, the, the first thing I'm going to say is that that wasn't the emphasis to give people managers because the nuke had already been announced. They were already getting ready to, to blow everything up and have these teams redone. But the reason you say that is because Bateman didn't make that challenge. That came from the audience. That came from somebody else in his team that, that spoke up because he didn't know that the, the answer was incorrect. Um, when, when they did the multiple choice, he gave 1959 as his answer, which wasn't even in the release window that they gave in the challenge. It was like 52 to 56 or whatever it was. So he definitely didn't know the answer to that question. That was somebody on his team that knew it. I'm assuming it was probably Dan Merle because he was there that day. I'm assuming that he spoke up and said, no, challenge that. Um, so yeah, it's that that wasn't even Bateman coming up with that. Smets knew the answer immediately and challenged. Okay, so <clears throat> it actually did bring up a thing for the managers because Paul Preston, his initial reaction was, what the hell? I don't have someone challenging things for me. And it wasn't Dan Merle. It was Finstock. And you can clearly hear that, <laughs> that, that classic Bobby Gucci voice 
saying we're going to challenge that. But, I mean, that aside, it also set a dangerous precedent of giving competitors a second question when they issue a challenge for an invalid question. Because even if Ben Bateman had got it wrong, that three-point swing still existed because they gave him a new a new question. He didn't pick either of the two dates that they had found. The date he picked was wrong. They found two release dates, both of which were in the multiple choice window. Paul Preston just happened to pick one of them. Ben Bateman did not pick any of them and then got a new question, a new, cho- a new chance at two points. On top of that, your challenge didn't change the game. I actually forgot it even happened. Two minutes. And in all honesty, it's an easy challenge because the answer was wrong. That's an easy challenge. This challenge, the answer technically, depending on what website you looked at, was not wrong. 1959 is wrong, regardless. 1959 no, is wrong. But Bateman, no, no, no. But I'm saying Bateman's answer is wrong. But Bateman but, didn't know but Bateman didn't know the answer. That's but Paul the Preston did. Paul Preston answered the question correctly. Right. The, ch- and the challenge was not whether or not Bateman got it wrong. It was whether or not Paul Preston got it correct, and then also whether or not there were multiple release dates. That's what happened. Paul Preston got it right. Ben Bateman did not. In but it, your situation, the answer that Chandru gave was completely wrong. It was the completely answer, wrong. The answer that the Paul Preston that was, gave the competitor was that not was wrong. facing Chandru knew it was completely wrong. That's the thing that I'm, I'm bringing up here, is that Bateman didn't know the answer. He was challenging it based on a guess. Somebody in the audience said, challenge, challenge, challenge. So they challenged. Smets knew immediately. And that was where the, the match really swung for him because he goes up and he does get another question. They threw out that question and gave him another question for a two-point steal that he got correct. So it's it's happened you know, multiple times. It wasn't just that one time with you um, that you're, you're pointing out where they threw out a question and you get another one. So that was a three-point swing or a four-point swing, really, because Chandra didn't ask for multiple choice like Bateman did. So that was a four-point swing. And... Bateman, when it came down to it at the end, um, he didn't even have to answer his five-point question. So it's possible that that, that challenge was moot. Um, it, it may He may have gotten his five-point question, and with Bateman answering, it's a good chance he probably would get his five-point question. It came down to both five-pointers for Chandru and Smets. Smets had to hit his five-pointer, a really tough Star Trek question, to win that match, and he did it. The, the, the challenge wasn't moot because they went into round three with a three-point difference instead of a one-point difference. So it's not moot. But I will say this. There is a big difference in knowing that your opponent is wrong and knowing that the question is wrong. Okay. 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 How you doing, Alex? Are you all right? (laughs) You seem a little distraught. He's both changed my heart. That's what they did. <laughs> That's what they did. You know what, Lucas? If you're listening, can you please bring me that white claw? I don't need water right now. I just need a white claw. Surprise. When I don't, I need a white claw. Okay, so I these are both fantastic picks. And, you know, I think that it was kind of interesting how they, you know, the challenge, they're really kind of also not only challenging each other, but they're also challenging the concepts of, you know, how did they really challenge the change the game, the impact, yeah. uh, how did these points, specific points impact the game, the, the individual performers, uh, competitors after that, you know, what did you think you were there? I believe, you know, at yeah. both these matches. So behind the scenes, tell me what your thoughts were. 
for so this one what i noticed was that Dwayne is in a sense arguing for how how does how has the game changed in regards to the manager's aspect and james is arguing how it changes the actual game the game in the moment uh, I felt like we kind of got bogged down in, in terms of whether the challenge was correct or what the merits of the challenge. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure that's what we need to be debating necessarily, unless we get to a larger point with that. Um, I think with with uh, with James, I think he he definitely is laying the argument for how Smets knew the answer and he's changing the game because he makes a challenge. He knows as as the player, and I think that's important for a challenge that can change the game. Uh, with the Ben Bateman challenge and, and the Samurai Seven, mm-hmm. uh, Seven Samurai, uh, it I was there that day, and I saw Andrew and I saw Dan Merle, I saw a plethora of other people looking up and down, you know, the audience that day, trying to figure out what was going on. So it's certainly a challenge that changed the game. Yes. But I don't, I'm not sure I heard that much of an argument from Dwayne in terms of that regard. More or less, he was talking about – I heard him talk about managers and how Preston was talking about yeah. he didn't have a manager. So I'm not sure quite exactly where Dwayne's going to land. If he's doing both arguments, that's a tough mm-hmm. thing to tackle because James is just doing the one avenue. So, uh, yeah, there's a couple things going on in my head there when I'm listening to these arguments. Absolutely. Now, you know, going into this, you know, closing statements, you know, I'm really kind of curious to see, you know, Dwayne's approach, you know, he's definitely got to be his closing statement. You got only got a minute, you got to carefully craft it. I know, Dwayne, you are all about, you know, um, using your time very wisely, for sure. But also with, uh, you know, with uh, James in particular, you're definitely coming pretty and pretty intensely, not to mention that match in particular is a pretty historic match uh, in particular, you know, that, like you said, you know, if Finstock was one that issued it, uh, you know, it wasn't Bateman. Bateman didn't recognize uh, the challenge, that it was necessarily a challenge. It was his manager. But obviously that's also another conversation that leads to the importance of managers and having knowledgeable managers on deck at all times or as, as often as you can but also Chandra and Smets and Smets was like no uh-uh I, I know for a fact that's wrong mm-hmm. so a lot of drama behind the scenes during it you know a lot of people involved absolutely so going into this I'm really kind of curious to see their approaches okay now we have one minute apiece for your closing statements again we're going to be starting with James for your closing statement you have one minute starting now yeah, look, in Smets versus Chandru, it was nine to eight after round one. And you had to feel that Chandru felt emboldened by that because he saw that Smets could miss. And then Smets spins opponent's choice. Chandru gives him the toughest category in IG with who said that um, Chandru lands on um, spinner's choice and gets Harry Potter. And what's he do? One, two, three, four questions, knocks it out of the park. He gets to question five. Chandru's dancing in his chair. He's so happy. And then he messes up. Smets calls him on it. That challenge swings and he deflates. Everything was just sucked out of him. That cost him the match right there. As soon as that challenge was issued, as soon as that that point swing, uh, that points different swung, the game was over. Smets had it won right then and there. Um, with Bateman, like I said, it went to the ra- the end of the round. Preston missed his five pointer when Bateman had only answered his two and his three. He didn't even have a chance to answer his five. He probably gets his five as Bateman normally does. And then that challenge is completely wiped out. It doesn't matter. The challenge of the Smets match matters. Time. 
psychological warfare is very real within Shimoda. <laughs> and that's for damn sure. Um, but also, yeah, again, there's a lot of different ways, you know, a challenge uh, can impact not only points wise, but to the competitor themselves. Like you said, it definitely can deflate the competitor for sure. Um, all right. So over to you, Dwayne, you also have one minute for your closing statement. All right. Starting right now. All right. So the first thing when you brought up this challenge, I had to rack my brain. It's like, did this happen? Cause it wasn't, it wasn't something that stuck with me. And that's because this challenge, while it affected the game, it affected that game. My challenge affected the game, like the Royal, the game, the entire game, not just one individual match. And that's the, the difference between the two. Yes, the new kit already been announced, but it showed how vital it was to have a manager and have someone on the sidelines that is able to challenge on your behalf. It's the reason why 10 seconds challenges have to be verbalized by the competitor and the manager. Now, your challenge affected one game. My I'm challenge affected the up. game. I want 30 more seconds. <laughs> I can't, you know, if you Venmo me in time, I'll give you a few. Extra I'll be uh, I'll keep my Venmo account just dropping in the private chats, you know? Right. All right. So if you're watching this, for the, again, if you're just dropping in and checking us out for the first time, thank you so much for coming out. Definitely give this video a like. Give us a comment. Let us know which, uh, you know, choices that you would uh, love to see, you know, what questions you would love to see argued. What would your choices be if you were arguing on Schmobate? So I would love to hear what you think. Okay. So. My man, Mr. Numbers. Yeah. Tell me the numbers of so far of this. What do you think? I mean, they, they, they're making some solid arguments that I, I I just don't know. My heart and my head is kind of going in different directions right now. I think if Dwayne had fully went into the changing the game as an overall, or, or as he put it, the royal uh, you know, game, as it were, I think making that your priority of the argument I think he could made a lot of headway with that. James, yes. I think, was solid from the get-go. Uh, yeah. Knew what he wanted to talk about, um, and, and he, he was steadfast in that argument. So, and, and he was concise, and he made good points. Uh, not yeah. to say that Dwayne didn't make good points. I just think, had there been a little bit more uh, pinpoint accuracy in terms of how Dwayne was framing his argument, I think that it would—it's still a tight, tight uh, debate. But I think yeah. it could have been even more close. Absolutely. Um, you know, Dwayne, you did definitely, uh, you know, bring to our attention. Like you said, you kind of rephrased it a little differently than, uh, you know, than before. You know, it's not the game itself. It's the game. It's, you know, as a whole. So that's a very different conversation, you know, when you kind of uh, put it in perspective like that. But also at the same time, like you said, a challenge, you know, can issue some serious psychological warfare, especially, you know, in IG, issuing a challenge where every competitor going to IG, you got it to be in it to fucking win it. Uh, pardon my French. But also, you know, challenges are not something to be taken lightly. That's for sure. You know, um, 
we take them very seriously nowadays. You can't just casually just whip them out and hope you, you know, you're going to be able to keep it nowadays, unfortunately. So, okay, if you have made your opinions in favor of either of these two, go over to Twitter and let us know who you think should be the winner of this debate in particular. And we're going to be uh, going to our third and final date here in a minute while you kind of go make your selections. And, you know, uh, some people in the chat are kind of like, you know, quick to mention Zeke Gallo. It's like, uh, what was the Bateman challenge that he talked him? Uh, talked uh, himself into points versus Bebiani. Mm -hmm. Right, it's spectacular. Wow. That was yeah. the sports agency that one. one. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great one. Yeah. Uh, Sadi was like, oh, the ad agency for sports agency. Yeah, yeah that's the one. I believe it. Yeah, spectacular with bids. Um, yeah, so it was clear that Ben's challenge uh, changed the pace of the match. Paul was on a roll, and then Ben was able to capitalize after that challenge. Um, you know, uh, I brought gravity again, whipping out you know, a lot of these great examples. The American Psycho challenge uh, in the categorical sense changed the game. I think I believe it was from Video Drew when she was a given. She said it was mm -hmm. like uh, from it's it was American Psycho. She's like, this is a crime movie, not a horror thriller. And that's, you know, definitely a different uh, POV. We just uh, hadn't realized it. It set a precedent on no one else has capitalized on. So, you know, great point. But also, Chris, our boy, Cloud Boy, Cloud Man. <laughs> yeah. All right. But thank you, Lucas, for bringing me that claw like a champ. Mm. My claw, so crisp, so fresh. All <laughs> right. So, again, go. Good segue. I know, right? <laughs> Ooh, so Speaking of so fresh, <laughs> we are going to be going into our third and final question. This is what I am super duper excited for, not because, you know, White Claws is like my one of my favorite drinks of all time, but also every great sport, every real sport played in arenas around the world, you know, everything on SPN has a official sponsorship or a beverage sponsorship, uh, you know, specifically whether it be Bud Light or... Dr. Pepper, you know, Pepsi, whatever it may be. So with that being said, will you please read the third and final question, Mr. Frankie Numbers? Here we go. Question number three, what should be the first official beverage sponsor of the Schmodown? Mm-hmm. We're going to be, Schmodown's getting even more and more popular, obviously. And, you know, we, this is something I feel like inevitably down the road is something that's going to be a big conversation, you know, with uh, some of the higher ups for sure. So I'm excited to hear your answers. We are going to be also using the coin to determine who is going to be going first. Now, before we actually started recording i believe uh james chose a team trader and dwayne chose our lord and savior andrew guy just want to get a verbal confirmation correct that's correct. that's correct all right so i'm gonna go ahead and vote and if it whichever one it lands they will determine if they want to go first or second so all right it is team lord and savior andrew guy Fantastic. And so, Dwayne, you get your choice. Do you want to go first or would you rather defer? Uh, I will defer. Defer? All right. So over to you, James. You are going to make pitching as first of your first official beverage. Oh, down. Let's hear it. Get one minute starting right now. Look, I mean, Dwayne really helped me here because he already said, who are the most popular people in the Schmodown? Who are the people that you want to go out and see at live events and chant their name? It's the Wildberries. And what better drink to sponsor this mowdown than Fireball Whiskey? 
<laughs> that is the drink of the wild berries. There's the drink of choice. Um, if you're thinking about a match made in heaven, I mean, it's the wild berries and fireball. And then you match in the, the sponsorship of fireball and the schmodown and it's a match made in heaven. It's perfect. What better people for a commercial than Josh McCuga and Elliot Dewberry? I mean, it just writes itself. It's so entertaining. It's so amazing. I'm ready to drink Fireball now, just thinking about it. And I don't even like Fireball. Um, I mean, they, they literally drank it at the desk at multiple matches. Um, it just makes so much sense. They're such a fun team. They're so um, uh, boisterous and so um, up all the time that it just makes for a perfect uh, sponsorship partner. And time, great pick. I'm excited to hear it. Everyone right. loves a fireball, you know, cocktail or a shot of it every now and again, you know, to liven the spirits. All right. And over to you, Dwayne, you also got one minute to let us know what should be the first official beverage of Schmo Down. Starting right now. All right. So when you think about the Schmo Down, there are two real big voices. You've got Christian Harloff, and you've got Mark Ellis. And if I was going to get someone to be a spokesperson for my brand, I would pick Mark Ellis. He's a professional. And what brand does Mark Ellis champion more than Coors Light? That's right. Rocky Mountain, ice cold, Coors Light. Silver bullets, baby. Like it, it's it just goes together like lamb and tuna fish. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> That's another movie quote. <laughs> uh, uh, it sounds like you really want to yield the rest of your time. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, <laughs> interesting. But I mean, what 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 works better for a sport or a competition than ice cold American beer? You you can't you can't argue against it. Ice cold American beer. Okay, all right. So we have an American beer versus uh, I I don't know if uh, I'm not sure either. Is 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 Fireball an American whiskey? I have no clue. Think so. It sounds, it sounds yeah. dumb enough to be American thing, so probably. Look, nobody else in the world is going to put cinnamon in Come on. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. I don't know. It might be like made in Canada or something. Hey. Um, there's a, oh, it's apparently potentially Canadian, which okay, is well. interesting. Um, oh, about Ryan Payne's coming out with hot with, you know, I can't believe no it one is Canadian. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, I think like the, the, like the, the gimme is like the Liz LaCroix, but I think for a real challenge, I think these guys went with, I, I think James went with like a really good one with, yeah. uh, the, the fireball whiskey, because I can only think of the promotional events you can do with wild berries. Uh, and then with Dwayne Coors Light, I mean, that's a staple. I think everyone kind of, I think he, Mark Ellis unknowingly has been selling Coors Light since as long as you've been following him, probably. So yeah. uh, there's definitely some interesting uh, arguments to be had here in terms of what fun we can have with these kinds of sponsors if you're <coughs> so lucky. Well, Ellis is kind of, uh, you know, is, he's kind of low-key vocal about how he doesn't bleed blood. He bleeds coarse light. Uh, right. So, you know, I'm excited to kind of see both of them. I want to hear pitches. I want to hear potential commercials. I want to see right. what, uh, you know, I mean, how would some of these beverages be involved in a match, you know? Would there be props? Would we get a, you know, uh, you know, 
like, I don't like a mascot, you know, and a big can or a shot of it or something. I don't know. I want to hear what you guys have to say. And you guys got four minutes to make your arguments in favor of your beverage starting right now. Look, Coors Light, they, they do everything. I mean, they're, they're sponsoring, you know, baseball and football and women's lacrosse and all these things. I mean, that's, that's what happens with Coors Light. If you want to be something new, something that's, that's on the cutting edge, the Schmodown is something different. We don't want to be like all the other things. We want to be our own thing. And with Fireball and the Wild Berries combining, you are something special. That's something that Coors Light, they're watered down stuff. It's going to be a watered down league if you get sponsored by Coors Light. You know why Coors Light can sponsor that many things? It's because they have money. You know what it requires to run the Schmodown? Money. Fireball. You know who likes you know who likes Fireball? Broke college students. And Josh McCoogan and Actually, if you you look at their last few matches, they weren't the Wild Berries. They were the Mild Berries. They moved on from Fireball. They've moved hmm. to Rose and White Wine. And they came back around. Yeah, and you know what? You know what they came back around to? It wasn't Fireball. It was Jameson. <laughs> That's just because they didn't have enough time because they got split up. But what better way to bring the wild berries back together than to have this partnership with Fireball Whiskey? I mean, it's something that's sweet and hard at the same time. I mean, that's what the wild berries are. You, you know why it's sweet and hard at the same time? It's because it contains antifreeze. Um, I, I don't know if you remember a couple of years back, but, you know, they kind of had to pull Fireball off the shelves. I don't know if Christian's trying to kill the viewers. I think you want to go with a true, tried and true, proven product, and that's Coors Light. I mean, look, you can't argue against it. Look, when, when you go to a live event, how many people sit there and chant baby carrots? You don't hear it very often, but you know what? They're chanting the wild berries. They're chanting <laughs> And they're chanting that when nobody else is even around. Makuka can't even be at the show and they're still going to chant Wild Berries. That is something that a brand needs. That's brand recognition right there that you match up those two people together and put them in a commercial. People are going to follow them to the ends of the earth like they already do for the Wild Berries. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you the opportunity to retract that lie because I know that you were at the draft and I know that you were there when Mark Ellis stepped out on that stage in the comedy store. And I know that you heard the deafening chants of baby carrots. So go ahead and just roll that back. Try that one more time. You, you, you get one out of those. And like I said, every Wildberries match, even in not Wildberry matches, it's like Meryl Streep. They're going to chant her whether she's on the wheel or not. They're chanting the Wildberries whether they're there or not. That is true. It's 100% true. But you know who is always there and can always pitch his brand? Mark Ellis. He's at every single show. That means Coors Light is guaranteed to get a mention at every single show. If they're sponsoring the show, they're going to get a mention at every show. That's not the point. It's not That's the point about bringing it up. It's about grabbing fans and grabbing a fan base. Coors Light's not an exciting product, but the Wild Berries are exciting enough to get people excited about Fireball. You have people at live events that are taking shots of Fireball that don't even like it. They've never had Fireball, but guess what? They saw Josh McCuga take a shot. They're not buying Coors Lights because they saw Mark Ellis drink one. If they're at a show and they're taking a shot, it's probably from a bottle, so they're not buying it, for one. Also, no, Jake Yacovetta bought them all. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that too. 
Just to clarify, it was a birthday tray. <laughs> that, that was the that was the shot they requested. Right. So, right. But, okay. Uh, I'm going to give you guys an extra minute. I interrupt. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back on that, that, the grabbing fans, right? The point of the sponsor is to give you a broader reach. What has the broader reach? Fireball or Coors Light? It's 100% Coors Light. And when you say that just because they're a sponsor, they're going to be mentioned on every single show, I recall Manscaped being a sponsor of SEN, but they are not mentioned on every single show when a sponsorship agreement is reached they say you have to mention us on a specific number of shows course light will be mentioned regardless because of mark ellis if it's a big sponsor like this it's going to be something that's going to be in the step and repeat it's going to be a huge sponsor so it's not going to be about calling out you're going to see it all over the place but it's about bringing in new people. You want to have that global reach, but you want to build the brand. You're about two brands building each other. Coors Light's already up here. The Schmodown has to get up to that level. Fireball and Schmodown can rise together. They are like um, rising tides, you know, rise all ships. This is the perfect situation for that. And time. Oh my gosh. Okay. I get the boat? Ah. <laughs> oh, I gotta know. What was the last time you had a shot of uh, Fireball, uh, Frankie? I gotta know. Uh, ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. How old are probably, you? I don't know. Probably <laughs> ask Jake Yagaveta the last time I got it. I think he would, he would know. Uh, maybe he, he actually wouldn't know, but he's my best bet. Mm -hmm. What about what was the last time you had a Coors Light? When's the last time I had a Coors? You know, probably at the last live event that we had. I had for sure. one in Atlanta. As well? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't there for Atlanta, but I think, I guess, uh, spectacular. I guess who bought me there. that Coors Light? <laughs> And look, that's the other yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to I say, I think between like these openings here, we got a little too much into the business aspect of of, oh, that of was, for, yes, promoting, yes. which is fine. But I think I want to hear about the fun stuff in terms of like wild, crazy pitches and and types of commercials that we can get. You know, crazy antics we could see mm -hmm. during matches. You know, are we going to have mm -hmm. commercials from matches? But it's the Wild Berries promoting. Fireball whiskey is it? I mean, Dwayne brings up a good point. Alice is at every, almost every. Well, he's at every live show, not, not necessarily every studio taping, mm -hmm. but for the most part, he is. There is a certain uh, argument to be had for the amount of exposure that Mark Alice does lend itself, as opposed to someone like Makuga and Dewberry, who are are not always there for matches or studio tapings. Uh, however, I, I I like the partnerships that are presented. So um, I know there's a lot of fun to be had for arguments. Yeah, I, I mean I totally agree. Um, you know, going into this, I'm like I, I when I heard these ideas, I was like, heck yes, these are amazing. I I would gladly for the rest of my life drink fireball <laughs> or <laughs> if necessary fireball will forever be my drink of cock beer of choice over this uh white claw sadly um but you know you got to do what you got to do uh you know to sacrifice for the team now 
No, something he definitely made, you know, some, there's a lot of really great arguments, you know, that are made, you know, obviously, you know, James made some arguments where you kind of pitching the idea of, you know, working with that web airs, making these great commercials, a lot of brand recognition, you know, bring the, that's something, um, there's, there's a certain edginess to it, knowing that, you know, the younger crowd are a part of it and fireball, as far as I know, they don't really sponsor a lot of, you know, groups or sports or anything. So it would definitely be something new to appreciate for sure. But also Dwayne coming and hot saying you know but sports need money and what what company has a whole bunch of money the people that make the cores light <laughs> and if they're going to be sponsoring you know schmodown we would love to have a good chunk of it so that you can't deny that you know uh, there's a lot of money to be had and they it's kind of nice having that kind of correlation between you know hey uh mainstream soccer that's maybe not soccer but mainstream football team or baseball team to have that correlation with schmodown so that'd be kind of an interesting argument as well but like you said i do want to kind of focus on the fun the ridiculousness and who knows one day this will be a great pitch for uh you know at future meetings you never know <laughs> just saying all right okay so we're gonna be going into our closing statements i'm gonna give you guys i feel i'm gonna give you guys two minutes a piece instead of the regular one minute just because i just want to hear more yeah, so, so don't disappoint. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm, I, don't, no pressure. I don't even know where to begin with this. There's, there's, there's a lot of different directions you can take it. I just want to. I just want to hear all the weird stuff, the fun stuff, and yes, go into the numbers of it. That stuff is cool. But yeah, um, some people in the in the chat, you know, are mentioning D Morgan Fireball is only for Prime, like the Wild Man. Um, but also, I know. Um, uh, my roommate tried his cores light to make a Bloody Mary. Long story short. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Like you said, not uh, some people have tried Fireball for the first time. I have not had Fireball BC says, I am not sure if it is for me. I have had cores light. I think I know where I stand. Thank you, Dwayne. But do not make your assumptions because they have self to make their closing statements bc just saying just saying um i know there is a there's been a handful of a, a handful of people and just kind of mentioning i enjoy the mild berries how dare you um <laughs> i wasn't slandering the mild berries i actually enjoyed them. <laughs> right right Actually, lucas says Dwayne should just chug course life for the entire four minutes i'll be right back <laughs> uh oh okay it might be his best argument i guess i don't know you never know. Well, I'm excited to see how this is really going to happen. You know what's interesting? Though, with, uh, okay, he's back. I was going to stall for time, but he came back pretty quickly. Yeah. All right, Dwayne. You got you got your silver bullet there? Yeah, kind of. Kind of, okay. It's a bottle, not a can. It's a bottle. Okay, well, nonetheless, right. of course. All right. Um, I'm going to drink as long as you do. How about that? I'll drink the claw as much as you do. I'm actually not going to drink it because it. No! No, because it, it's it actually has a special meaning. So okay, I, I can't. Oh, fair. That's fair. All right. Okay. So are both our competitors ready for their closing statements? We will be starting with James. Obviously, are you ready to make your closing statement? Let's do it. And again, you have two minutes instead of the regular one minutes and one minute. So take advantage. Let's see what happens. Let's make it weird, but also at the same time, chugga chugga chugga. So, <laughs> All right, starting right now. Look, Coors Light is spread thin. They have their hands in all these different pots. 
Um, Fireball doesn't really sponsor anything, like you said, so they can focus on the Schmodown. They can put their attention where it's needed. And the Schmodown is going to be so happy to have this sponsorship that it's a match made in heaven. And what better two people to push forward a new era of the Schmodown partnering with Fireball than the Wildberries? I have an idea for a commercial. So you're on a college campus and you see this really, really lame party. It's like Revenge of the Nerds first act. You know, they're just completely terrible. And all of a sudden you hear a ding dong on the door. And who is it? It's Dewberry and Makuga. And they brought the fireball and they just completely take over this house. And it's just people swinging from chandeliers, jumping off the roof. I'm a golden god into the pool. And it's just a good time. Fireball whiskey. It's, it's just what you want to see. I've seen Mark Ellis drink Bud Light. I've seen him drink Miller Lite. Oh, where, wow. where, where is the brand loyalty from Mark oh, Ellis? What in the world here? If he is this big Coors Light guy, then why was I drinking Bud Lights with him in DC? What's going on here? That's that's just come here. Just completely gone. He lost all credibility out the door. <laughs> wow, going below the belt there. I like it. It's, I'm sorry. That's I, I saw it. It's, it's happened. That's a real life situation. <laughs> I know that if... You partner up Josh McCuga, he's going to be drinking Fireball nonstop. He'll have that sucker in an IV. And now with the eating history, he's got a bigger, higher profile right now. He's going to be a superstar to sell this brand. Um, this is what we need. This this is the, the kind of stuff that's going to be able to push the Schmodown on the map and get it to that next level. Mark Ellis right now, I mean, I, I don't see it. That Coors Light money, that's, that's just not something we want right now. Give me that Fireball money. We're going to make it happen. That's good. Oh, go, 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 God. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Oh, that, I like it a lot. I like what I was hearing there. I'm not going to lie. That was a great, fantastic closing statement for sure. And uh, and an uh, interesting attack on a Mr. Mark Ellis. I'm curious to see if he would have uh, some response to that. So hmm, interesting for sure. All right. So, okay. We're going to be going into our closing statement of Dwayne. Burke as well. Now this is the third and final question, and this is your final closing statement. So you guys got two, you as well got two minutes to really wrap it up in a nice bow starting right now. All right. So I'm going to start with a commercial. You've got Mark Ellis, coolest guy in the room and a bright orange suit, bright orange shoes, Nicknamed Baby Carrots. Walks into the bar. He orders an ice cold Coors Light. Walks out. Sees a kid on the street. Says, hey kid. Or actually the kid says to him, sir, I like your suit. And he says, you know what? This guy was provided to me by Coors Light. And I'm Baby Carrots. You know what that does? It gets kids to eat their vegetables. <laughs> it's everywhere. Now love Coors Light. We have Mark Ellis getting kids to eat vegetables. <laughs> we brought in the young fans, we brought in the parents. You talked about growing the brand. You've talked about bringing in new people. What does it better than a man that's cool as a cucumber named 
after a vegetable. And I'm going to just speak out on this slander that you've thrown at Mark Ellis. There is no proof anywhere on camera that he has been seen drinking Bud Light. But I will tell you what, there's proof that the Wildberries do not drink Fireball. We've seen them drink white wine. We've seen them drink Jameson. In fact, I've seen them, as I can recall, drink everything except Fireball. In time. Oh my gosh. Shots fired, no pun intended, on both ends. Oh. Um, I would like 30 more seconds again. <laughs> Holy cow. When, when, when your, your sponsor, potential sponsor is a beer um, company, and, and you mentioned kids, Thank you. Um, <laughs> I was like, "Where is he going? Where is he going?" All right, like I, my first thought, I was like, "Is he just referring to like a young person, like a kid in college, kind of thing?" That that was my. I was like, "Yeah, like a kid, like a college kid." But and then he elaborated, so I was like, "Okay, I, I see you. You're expanding the fan base, like you said. Kids eat your vegetables. That is, like you said, indeed very important." Um, <laughs> Good, good lord, there's a lot to take in right now. What was, yeah. Okay, Frankie, what were some of your favorite points you made on either ends of these competitors today? I I'm I'm really I'm really thrown off at the moment with Dwayne Final <laughs> uh, getting the whole we're we're a, we're a beer sponsor, but we also want you to eat carrots or vegetables. <laughs> um, okay, uh, for James, I think you know. Look. Plainly, what's better? Two is better than one. Makuga brought the high profile with Makuga increasing profile with mm-hmm. his show now and Dewberry. Um, you know, two to Mark Ellis's one. Uh, you know, there's more energy, I think you could say, with Wildberries as we've seen uh, on camera. With Mark Ellis, though, he's the everyday guy, which I think I would have loved to have kind of heard more about that. How he's so relatable. That's why everyone loves Ellis. I think. <laughs> I think Coors, bless you, um, as a company, would embrace the everyman guy because the everyman guy should drink a Coors Light. Uh, but Coors Light, in Dwayne's opinion, would also want you to eat your veggies. So interesting takes. Interesting takes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, there's definitely a lot of uh, interesting takes with this. Um, you know, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and switch the chat real quick, you know, because, you know, the chat has some serious opinions for sure. You know, uh, Ziggy Gallo says, Harlock wants kids to go- get wants the kids to get involved. That's why there is no cussing. So great point. You know, kids, you True. know, the fan base of the, you know, the young lean style, young Padawans is indeed very important. But also Dean Morgan says, you know, at the end of the day, drink fireball, eat your veggies, you know, because both are right. for sure. <laughs> and uh, oh, 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 shit. Josh has drank my fireball, uh, has drank my fireball at the first New York show. So, I mean, you got to get that little personal, you know, POV right there. You also um, drank it in the match you brought up earlier. Yeah. <laughs> No. Nope. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Saudi says, you know, from the Action Army, love you, girl. Um, never yeah. had a course light. Fireball had many times though, life of an international. So that's pretty curious to see. Intern, that's something she definitely did bring up that neither one of our competitors really touched on is that, you know, the idea of, you know, having an international fan base, one is international potentially more so than the other. So interesting point made for sure. Um, but also at the same time, Ryan uh, kind of mentioned to you, my man, speed it up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. 
This isn't yeah. a speed round. You gotta take your time. Be patient. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta you gotta build up the anticipation. That's just veteran play right there. That's what that is. Exactly. All right. You guys are the 36 of you that are watching. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. You guys are the ones that are determined who's gonna walk away the winner. And it's gonna be the winner of the first round and to really kind of go into the second round of the winners tournament today so make your opinions known go ahead and go and vote on a twitter right now and you guys have i'm gonna put it up yeah there it is 10 minutes to go over there and let us know what you think. Do you think, uh, do you think overall, you think Dwayne should win with his arguments in favor of Tondran Smets, in favor of Coors Light with Ellis? You know, do you think he- Whoa, I was not Tondran Smets. Oh, sorry, was, sorry, the other yeah. way around. Sorry, I apologize. The other way around with- What? With I call foul, challenge. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna change the game, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, but, you know, who do you think should go on to the next round to play against our winner of Wednesday's match, which is going to be, actually, I'm just going to bring it up real quickly. Now, the dates are incorrect, so forgive me. But um, this Wednesday, oh, I should probably take off that question. Um, we're going to be having Bateman versus Brendan. Uh, that's going to be playing on the 27th, this coming Wednesday. And on the 3rd of June, oh, my gosh, can you guys believe it's June already? Um, here pretty soon. It's going to be a Mr. Billy Belford up against a William Bibiani and a Rachel Silvestrini up against a Danielle Ramirez. So that's uh, let me uh, let me just say about this Ben Bateman Brendan Meyer match because I have seen Ben Bateman and Brendan Meyer talk face to face showdown and, yeah. and about theory of the game and and strategy and all of that stuff. And let me tell you, I I was absolutely fascinated watching these two guys mm -hmm. talk about the game and i cannot wait to see what they do in a debate setting because i think they certainly both have their their strong points of view and how they approach the game mm -hmm. and whatever questions they get i know they're going to bring a, a very strong point of view in terms of what their argument's going to be and that one i think we're in for a real treat because ben bateman uh, Brendan Meyer are two of the best that are, are playing the game right now, and I think they're going to bring their best for for their uh, for their meetup here in, in Schmobates. Absolutely. I mean, like they okay. So similar to these two competitors right here, both Brendan and Bateman are currently sitting at one and zero in their arguments. Um, so I'm really kind of curious to see how that's going to work out because both are so great with when it comes to arguing. Uh, Brendan Meyer, he does a lot of debating on some other you know different projects and stuff he's working on as an actor. Obviously, he's no stranger to making those cases made. But also Bateman, he's also one of the hosts of uh, the General's Debate on his own channel with uh, you know Action Industries. So. I'm really uh, obviously he's no stranger kind of the come hither go back and forth when it comes to those arguments as well and uh yeah but you know what that's gonna be this wednesday i would love if you guys uh come and hang out with us that'd be a fun time uh for sure it could be an intense match i always, i also have like some pretty wicked awesome questions picked out so i'm not big deal um but yeah so just want to give you guys like, a good time update you guys have a little over oh wait you can't really see it you just see my that little doggy. About seven minutes to go vote on Twitter. But yeah. Okay. James, Dwayne, I gotta know. What is your beverage of choice? What's your oh, cocktail of choice? If or I change mine up so often. I don't have like one go-to. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm grabbing like a case of beer or something, I probably go with an IPA, whatever whatever IPA I can find at the time. If I'm going cocktail, I like a good gin and tonic. I like a a rum and coke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, like you know, it. yeah, nice I, and easy. I can see you as a nice, it's like a gin and tonic man, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, live slice, it's yeah. nice. Mm, fancy. Um, mm. I've gone through a few phases, I guess, in my life, but now for the most part, I drink beer. I'll drink like mango cart or pineapple cart that are both like California brews. Nice. Um, if I have to go for a cocktail, I'll either do like a gin and tonic or I'll do like a Negroni or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, so something that's not too complicated. I learned, I recently learned uh, just like last week what a Negroni is, uh, that it, it's called, it's pronounced Negroni, right? Negroni? Negroni? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, I learned what it was for the first time. And when I, I saw it being made, I was like, that looks so delicious. And mm-hmm. why is this like new to me now? Um, so I need to get that as soon as I can. I'm, I'm I'm wondering, guys, uh, for like that first question we had, mm-hmm. uh, James, you you picked McQueenie and JT. I'm wondering what other matches you were you were debating between. Same for you, Dwayne. Like, what other matches mm-hmm. were you debating between choosing for uh, today's match? There's a lot of options. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, was there only one that you just settled on right away, or was it just boom? This I, is, I this came I came to the one that I chose pretty quickly. Um, I did look at a few other matches that that kind of. Mm-hmm stood out. I made a little list, so I'm trying to look and see if I can find my list. And Dwayne, you were just... Yeah. No, mm-hmm. so I uh, I actually went through the entire history of the Schmodown. Um, Alex can attest, so I asked if we were going to count Season 1 and Season 2 as a tournament, oh. because they were both technically tournaments. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I almost went with the first Schmodown match of all time, and that was kind of... JT and Copster? Uh, Copster, yeah. Mm-hmm. That 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 was that that was my initial pick was like mm. how how do you beat the first match of all time? Um, but then well, I kind of I mean, technically was, it wasn't part of the tournament. That one was not a part. Yeah, of Yeah, right. and that and that's and that's kind of where yeah. I like I yeah as I looked at it, I was like that's yeah. too big of an argument. So it's like I can't really defend against that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at all. Yeah, for sure. So, I did answer you. I was like, technically, it is, but if you do, you would have to. You would definitely have a mountain climb. Yeah. So, yeah. so then I I started to look into like a few other matches, and I just settled on it's like, who who do we love more than the Wildberries? Like, <laughs> it's impossible. And it's like, this is the match. Once I once I realized that they debuted in round one of a tournament, I was like, okay, I found the one that I'm gonna argue for yeah yeah i thought about um i thought about ellis versus stacy howard that um, that was that on was, my list too yeah, yeah that was another really good one um what else did i have on here i think of uh like i think it was uh late to the party and critically acclaimed i mean that's another yeah. great match i mean obviously the the result is more shocking i think than than the match but um that's another one that was on my on top of my head i was thinking yeah. of that one and um, Clark versus Josh McCuga. I mean, that, that's oh those, yes, that's, those yeah. those were so those were my three. Match, yeah, so so Dang, my, we my, have the same ones. Yeah, my my three when I like narrowed it down, I was like, I need to pick one of those three. It's like my first one was Wildberries, Wolves of Steel. My second one was Makuga and Clark, and then my third one was Stacy and Ellis. And I was like, it's just like I was like, which one do I pick? And I was like, 
I think I can make the most arguments with the wild berries. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, like, like, like when we were, uh, me and Alex were talking about through the, you know, trying to figure out which one I was like, there's a lot of possibilities for yeah. a first round tournament match. And uh, that's why I was really curious to see what you guys were going to come up with and, and uh, just as well, what you guys were kicking around. So yeah, a lot of those matches are, are great, great options. Absolutely. Well, so, I mean, kind of going, when I pick these questions, I try to make them topical for right now. And I, for the, for the first one, I was like, I definitely go with this one because obviously I feel like, uh, when, if you're going to Schmodown for the first time, regardless of tournament, you know, you, you can't, I, I feel like you can't just be like a casual, uh, competitor anymore you have to be in it to win it you are you have a manager that's bloodthirsty you know you are having you're possibly paired up with uh you know another member of your faction that's uh you know like studying and you're going over strategies you're re you're looking at history strengths weaknesses all that good stuff and so going into it it's uh with that being said I, I hate to watch some of these players that i know for a fact can do really well and lose and we don't see them for a long time for example um mark Hoyk, to me is one of the most underrated rookies like i know technically he's not a rookie but to me my heart he's a rookie if that makes sure. sense but every time i've seen him on screen i'm like he i feel like he's just not lucky but every time he he competes he does fantastic whether it was be whether he's part of when he was part of that um match last uh, the team's match last season uh, or would it be you know from the season so far with experiments you know being in corruption i just can't wait to see what they uh, what he does next for sure Oh, just want to let you guys know, you guys have a just under one minute left to remaining to go vote. And our, our boy, Jake Yacoveta in the background, he's going to be getting those uh, uh, votes for me here pretty soon. So you guys got a very short time. To Did you say out. Jake Yacoveta? Is that what you said? Jake <laughs> That's what I call him. He knows. <laughs> yeah, but go let us know who you think should move on to uh, move on to the second round of the winners' tournament. So yeah, here pretty soon. I'm I'm really curious what these results are going to look like because I have not looked at the polls. I have not voted for being impartial. No one's bribes came through in time, so I couldn't vote. <laughs> um, so I'm very curious to see what these results look like. Really am. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I got the Jake Yacoveta starter set going on right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice. All right, now I am just going to be waiting for the numbers as we speak. And you guys, um, it will not be in the private chat. Jake, please send them to me, uh, you know, in a private DM on Facebook. I would really appreciate that for sure. Okay, so I'm going to be looking away. All right. Okay, I also got to know. While I'm kind of whipping out these numbers, oh man. There it is. Okay. Um, I also got to know, you guys, uh, you guys are going to be going, this is like the first round. You're possibly going to be, one of these going to be a two and oh, the other one's going to be a one and uh, one. Um, so, what other, who would you love to see to go up against in the future? Um, for me, I mean, I would love to just get through this first round of the tournament that way I could see, <laughs> see Bateman versus uh, versus yeah. uh, Brendan and see what whatever uh, comes out of that because I think that would be a really fun debate to have either of those yeah. two. Well, do you have any um, – do either one of you guys, do you have any words you would love to say to either one of them? 
I'm not saying shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I don't, I don't really want to say anything until I know who wins that match. Right. We don't even know if one of us has won yet, so there's no yeah. point in talking shit. <laughs> um, I mean, if I had to say I wanted to compete with anybody or against anyone, um, I mean, I mean, I'd love to go with Frank. Let's go oh. r- round, round for round, like on camera. Like, I mean, we, we do it in the bar all the time. Yeah, I, know. Let's, let's, I think it was the last time at Barney's. I was like, man, even <laughs> then I was like, I, got, I thought we got pretty heated. I was like, dude, just so you know, like, Oh no, <laughs> I, I wanted to, I, I no, loved, at the I end I wanted it. to clarify. I know. I was like, yeah. we were going at it for sure. Yeah. yeah no, if you guys like, only saw what, what, what was going on it was like, you, me, Brandon, Hannah and Smets. And, yeah. and uh, holy cow, that was, and that was before quarantine. Oh, yeah, it was. Times. Yeah, all the time. It was like right before it too. Yeah, yeah. Like the last time I went out, actually, before quarantine. You guys, we have our answers. Oh boy. Get ready to cry. Get ready to cheer. We got the numbers. Okay, starting with question number one. What is the best first round tournament match of any league in Schmodown? With. Either the Wolves of Steel versus Josh Mishkuga versus in the release of the mystery partner up against JTE and Drew McQueening. We are currently sitting at 48 votes at exactly 50% and 50%. Jesus. Wow. So really? I'm going to give you guys another two minutes to let me know what y'all think. <laughs> two minutes on the clock for that. Okay, guys, really. I'm open for bribes because I can cast a decide you vote. (laughs) (laughs) Times like this, guys, where, you know, if you're watching this and you haven't gone voted, this is why it matters. Every single vote counts. All right. But like I mentioned, we got two guys. You guys got uh, one minute and 45 seconds remaining. Every vote counts. Okay. Moving on to the second question, though. What being, what is the best challenge that changed the game? And and that uh, you know that kind of question was slightly open to interpretation, which was really interesting. I say you know with James uh, arguing in favor of uh, Ben Bateman versus Preston, and oh sorry the other way around, and and Kevin Smith challenging Chandra for the pronunciation of Ariana. So with a forty-two votes in favor of the Smiths Chandra match. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Well done on that argument. Moving on to the third and final question. Being, what should the first official beverage sponsor of Shmodan be? Again, open up, to, open up to incredible interpretation. And by far my favorite question that I've ever seen argued in Shmodan on Shmodan's <laughs> so far. <laughs> we have a whopping 43 votes with 55.8% of the vote in favor of Fireball. Wow. Takes the win. Our winner is Mr. James White. Congratulations, James. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I was not uh I was not confident in any of those uh those votes because I know that uh Dwayne really uh he brought it today. So I was not sure how it was gonna swing. I'm happy to get the win, but I uh didn't didn't come in here expecting to win for sure because Dwayne's <laughs> Dwayne's a great debater and I uh, I uh, had a, a run for my money on these questions today. 
all I heard is that you like smacking him in the face with compliments, you know, so <laughs> I see what you're doing there. Kill him with kindness. I respect that, you know, you know, uh, that approach for sure. Okay. So before we kind of dive into it, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take you, um, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Dwayne, you off the screen for a hot minute and you know, you won. You're sitting currently at two and oh in Schmobit. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. Um, it was such a good time. I mean, I always enjoy hanging out with you guys and, and talking all things Schmodown. So it was it was a fun time. I really enjoyed the questions tonight. It was fun to argue, um, especially against, you know, like I said, a good competitor in Dwayne. I'm excited to see uh, round two, though. It's going to be really interesting. Well, you're going to be going up against either Brendan Meyer or... Ben Bateman. So both are obviously incredibly talented, you know, debaters individually. Um, you know, what do you think, uh, you know, Frankie, of, you know, seeing this guy, James, going up against either of those guys? Yeah, I thought James had really sound arguments tonight, and uh, he really made the case for each and every one of his arguments. And I, I think he took also Dwayne to task on some points that he felt like he could, um, you know, poke some chinks in the armor. And, you know, Dwayne was great tonight, so it was no easy feat for, for James. So it was a lot of fun watching these these two debate on the topics. And I'm really looking forward to who James could potentially face in Ben Bayman or Brendan Meyer because whoever he does face, I think the fireworks will be just as frenetic as they were tonight. Oh, gosh. This is no pressure. They got a lot of... <laughs> research to do in the future. <laughs> I know that for sure. Numbers, no pun intended, <laughs> but they will be flying. <laughs> That's for sure. All right. Awesome. Uh, I would say, please stay on, um, you know, after um, I'm going to ask you just a few quick questions, but yeah, over, I'm going to go and take you off and we're going to bring back Dwight, my man. Oh my gosh. You're currently sitting at one and one. Obviously you're not walking away with, uh, you know, with the win today, but you still argued amazingly well. I, I can't, I, can't, I, I love your ideas, your picks when you make these, you know, picks for these, some of these questions. I mean, Ellis, course life, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I try to take the inspired choices as much as I can. I try to not pick the, mm -hmm. the easy wins because um, some of those questions have very easy answers and they're very easy to argue, but I always want to make sure that I have fun and it's a challenge for both myself and for who I'm competing against. And James brought it like he 100% brought it. I have like a page full of notes that I wrote down, like while we were going at it of like stuff that I needed to hit and I didn't even hit like half of it. So um, it's, yeah, it, it was, a, it was a good, good battle. Good battle. Well, do you, um, looking back at some of your arguments where, I mean, do, do you wish you kind of would change any of your picks? Do you feel like you kind of uh, wish you went in a different direction when it comes to one of your approaches to a question or? Um, I don't think I would have changed any of my picks because at the, at the end of the day, I picked them because I believed I could win with them. But, uh, I think I probably could have argued them a little bit better. Frank, Frank brought up, especially in, in that second round. I could have emphasized a little bit more about how that challenge changed the game overall and not the outcome of a singular game. I think I didn't spend enough time driving that point home. Mm -hmm. And that I think was the, the big downfall of my argument in round two. Um, and I mean, you only got to win two out of three. So if I would have won that <laughs> one, I, th I think I would have, I would have came out on top, but I will, I will say, I think uh, your, your arguments 
I think he really swung for the fences, but with that comes like great reward if you can capitalize on him. And I thought all your arguments were, were you had much more uh, of a bigger uphill battle, but if you could make the case, and I think you could totally have won over, you know, the voters out there. So I commend you for, for, for that type of uh, mentality and effort, because I do think your, your picks were sound. Uh, it's all about how you can deliver, because it's one thing to have like what we think in our head. It's another to, to deliver it verbally and, and convince others of it. And uh, that's part of the fun of the show. And, and I truly appreciate that. And uh, I truly appreciated all your arguments, Dwayne. Oh, Absolutely. Not to my I, I am forever gonna have that pitch of Mark Ellis pitching indeed an important message to have. As everyone will complain about my, my cadence and how slow that I, I make my arguments, but I always take you on a journey. And I, <laughs> I think that's that's the goal is as long as you're with me there when I get there, I, I think you'll you'll enjoy it. And, uh, a journey was definitely had. <laughs> if, if <laughs> there's emotional, a big um, physical, a spiritual journey was definitely made tonight. Okay, so uh, Frankie. Okay, obviously Dwayne is no softy, or when it comes to debating himself, you know, there's a lot of you know potential people out there excited to debate and get on Schmobates. Who would you love to see Dwayne go up against? You know, considering you know his amazing arguments made today. That's a good question because he did bring up myself earlier, and uh, I would not be opposed to that because uh, I love a good fight. And Dwayne obviously, uh, you know, brings the heat. Uh, other than that, I, I really I don't know who Dwayne. Um, you know, hey, maybe my counterpart from Rundown he could take on Brad Gilmore. That'd be a lot of fun <laughs> because Gilmore he can say a lot of outlandish things from time to time, and I know Dwayne is just the guy to call him out on. Mm, fair. Oh, that, that would be a that would be a good one. Yeah. I would love that. That would be a good one. He hasn't played. He hasn't competed yet. But obviously- he's scared. That's why he's scared. He's scared. He's scared. He's scared. What's that? Is that a shout out to uh, Mr. Gilmore? Are you paying attention? Um, is that a I chance? Mean, he, he was in the chat earlier. I did see him earlier. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's very, very true. Awesome. Um, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and bring James back on here for a hot minute. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for debating today. Frankie, you're an all-star in all things Schmodown. I can't believe that you're here today. Thank you so much. James, Dwayne, oh my gosh. Thank you so much for participating in this uh, and our first, really kicking off, you know, the winner's tournament today. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we got to know, where can we find you and everything you're involved with? Frankie, uh, oh yeah, you can find me on the Sorry. rundown every uh, Saturday, Sunday on the SEN channel, home to the movie trivia showdown, obviously. And then if you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at FrankieJ29, you'll see things that don't really affect your life. <laughs> that's just that's just the truth. Oh, but you can follow me. That's great. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. You know, absolutely. Our lives, even though sometimes we feel like they are all about Schmodown, realistically, they're not 99%. Sometimes they're more like 95%. Right, right. You know, so those like 4 percentages, you know, you know, really make a doozy on us. Uh, you know, over to you, Dwayne, where can I find you and everything you're working on? I, uh, I know you always have the, some of my favorite tweets. You know, what? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Burke made. Um, but I, I 100% would actually like to take this opportunity to not like shout myself out. Um, today is a very important day. Um, so please 
keep in your thoughts, the families and those of us who have lost people in the armed forces. So today's a very important day. Please remember that and keep it in the front of your mind and in your heart. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Just running on that. You know, this is a, you know, it's a wonderful holiday. You know, it's Veterans Day, Memorial Day. So, you know, definitely think uh, friends, family, anyone that you know that's part of the armed forces, you know, because, you know, uh, everything they've done, you know, for our country is n not only something we are incredibly grateful for, but, you know, without them, we wouldn't be here today. <laughs> for sure. Um, for you, James, where can we reach you and uh, see everything you're doing? You know, the yeah, faction people don't really Absolutely. Know. You know, you know, come come hang out with us in the den. You know, it's a lot cooler than the dungeon. Um, totally. but, or the droogs, or the droogs. Oh, it's definitely cooler than the droogs. I don't know what the uh, the hoot man, whatever he's gonna do over there. So, yeah. hmm. um, but you can follow me at uh, Gator Twenty Four G Four T O R Twenty Four on Instagram a little bit, mostly on Twitter and on Letterboxd, and you can hang out with me there. And yeah, just echo what Dwayne said. You know, today is definitely a day to uh, to remember and to support. So yeah. And has like, and uh, I'm Alex Mack here, part of Call to Action. Uh, you can follow me here on Twitter if you like. If not, totally cool too. But you know, definitely check us out on Twitter. Twitter, sorry, Twitter. Uh, you know, check us out. We are also in audio form. All of our episodes are available in audio form as well. You can check us out wherever podcasts are found, and you know, our Facebook group. And give this uh, video a like and a follow, and let us know what you think of today's matches. Do you think it should have been Fireball? Do you think it should have been Court? <laughs> God didn't know your. And also, did they like low key both lose by saying? either one of these when it should have been either White Claw or Mountain Dew. I mean, come on, guys. Priorities. All right, but thank you guys so much. I'll see you guys on Wednesday for, if I can bring it up again, for Brendan Meyer and uh, Ben Bateman. It's going to be going on at 9.30 Central, so please come and hang out with that. And just uh, so we can continue along the lines of this one's tournament we have going on today. Tonight, we're going to be having on Shield Action and Mr. Tim Franco. I'm not 100% sure what time it will start, but, you know, keep your eyes peeled on the socials if you can. All right. But thanks, guys, so much, and we'll see you soon. Au revoir.